This podcast is of licensed mental health professionals linking pop culture to psychology. The information presented in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used in place of mental health treatment or other services. All our opinions are our own. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Therapy for Nerds. Today, it is just myself, Cassidy Russell, and... Abby Ronquillo. And Katie decided to bow out because we are talking about something that she... A fandom that she is not a part of. And that is okay. We all have our fandoms. But the Pokemon fandom is definitely one that is near and dear to my heart and one that I have been a part of for the most part since I was a small child. I I did have my middle school phase of rebelling against it, but I was drawn back into the fold and now I am in it more than ever. I'm looking across the way and I have my Pokemon blanket. (laughs) I'm not in my office, but I have my my Alolan Vulpix plushie. And so I thought it would be really fun to do some psychoanalysis on our favorite Pokemon, because I think a person's favorite Pokemon says a lot about them. And we could even break this down to like your favorite starter and your favorite like overall type of Pokemon, because again, I feel like that also says a lot about you. Actually, Eevee was my first favorite Pokemon for the wrong reasons, I guess, because when I was <laughs> during the first, you know, the first wave, I had a crush on this guy in the third grade and his favorite Pokemon was a Vulpix. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick a Pokemon that kind of looks like Vulpix so we can like talk about it. And I was like, oh, Eevee kind of looks like Vulpix. <laughs> so like we can bond about that. But then it kind of backfired in my face because he was like, hey, you're just copying me. Like that's like kind of like Vulpix. And I'm like, oh, my bad. I guess you're right. But then I ended up really liking it because I was like, oh, Eevee's pretty cool. You can do so many things if you just have this little stone thing. So, so is Eevee yeah. your favorite? Eevee is one of my favorite Pokemon but not my favorite favorite. What is your, okay, so we're going to start the psychoanalysis of oh, okay. favorites. So what is your favorite? Okay, my favorite Pokemon is Jirachi. Jirachi. Ooh, <laughs> Jirachi. That's also my favorite Pokemon movie is the one mm. with Jirachi. I'm trying to think if I saw that one or not. I've seen like most of them. Yeah. I haven't seen all of them, so I guess yeah. I can't say it's like the, the best one. Um, but there's a pretty catchy song in there. Like, it's called Jirachi's Lullaby. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I like the movie. Maybe. It's pretty cheesy. <laughs> but no, okay. So I, I can work with this. Because Jirachi is, like, not just a, a legendary Pokemon. What's what's the term for... Oh, I should know this. It's not just okay, the... For... the... Well, there's like a there's like a subset of legendary Pokemon. Like Mew is a part of it. Uh, Cerebi is a part of it. Um, oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, like it doesn't the fact that it doesn't like evolve. You mean? Well, the the fact that there's like well, the fact that it's like it's a, it's a mythical Pokemon. Oh, mythical. mythical Pokemon. And so, Jirachi is a really interesting choice. It's, I mean, it's a cute, it's very cute, and then it's a wish-granting Pokemon, mm-hmm. which I feel like says a lot about you and your character, mm-hmm. and wanting to be able, this fits in really well for being a therapist, <laughs> wanting to grant other people's wishes and make them happy. 
yeah um i won't spoil the movie for you but um like there's this like whole theory about like jirachi i don't know like how much in, like if he played a game of jirachi like shows up or whatever but basically mm-hmm. like jirachi w- wakes up like every millennia or whatever and like mm-hmm. he's in the movie and he wakes up so then you get to you get to make a wish or whatever on mm-hmm. on jirachi um so like i really like that idea of like oh he only comes out once in like forever and then mm-hmm. he's like unique I guess in that sense um and then like he's also very ditzy in the movie like just like kind of like a baby like doesn't know anything because he's like never awake almost like the avatar like kind of like curious child of like no 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 sense of what the world is um which is just very precarious and I really like that too um also he's cute I think a lot of the (laughs) a lot of my because I don't play the games very often a lot of my like basis of liking Pokemon is aesthetics. I mean, I I play the games, and my mm-hmm. basis is aesthetics. I mm-hmm. probably because I don't play competitively. Mm. Uh, my sister has done some like battles online and stuff, and she has the patience for it because I I tried in X and Y when they made um, the. EV points easier to do and to figure out. I I tried to make a team and I just failed. I feel like Jirachi stems from this this desire to take care of others. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah, and like also <laughs> in the movie, like because you know, like he only wakes up for a certain amount of time. He also goes to sleep, so I'm like, oh, that's like me. Like I just want to make people happy and then go to sleep faster. <laughs> And considering how overworked and chronic tired therapist (laughs) (laughs) I just never realized like how relatable like Jirachi was. I just I I mean number one it's like Mm -hmm. he's cute and then I like the movie, but then you're you're right, there's probably a lot more like psychoanalysis attached to like why we like certain things or we're drawn to them. Mm -hmm. And I've done trainings on that. Sorry, you go. No, go ahead. No, I was just curious too, like and like I saw, I think Jirachi is like much later in one, two, three, the fourth generation. Yeah, I think so. Or something. So like, I'm I'm really I was surprised that like it wasn't something because I'm very like tied to like nostalgia, like obviously and like what do you call that sentimentalism and stuff. And like, yeah, Jirachi is not very sentimental to me at all. Like it's not like someone gave me something Jirachi or like there's probably there's not even that much Jirachi merchandise at all. So, really? in Japan, Jirachi, Jirachi wasn't, like, a very big, not one of the big hitters, I guess, or whatever. So, it was very interesting that, like, that was something I was drawn to. No one ever talks about Jirachi or anything. But I was curious. I was going to say, I, ha- I was going to try to guess if, like, your favorite Pokemon was something from, like, your childhood or, like, when you were an adult. Or, like, an adult, I guess. My favorite Pokemon has stayed my favorite Pokemon since the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. That's why I figured... Yeah. I feel like it's something that, like, you know how they had that feature where you could, like, move your Pokemon yeah, the old game or whatever? I feel like it's one of those. Like, maybe one that you, like, had for a long time or, like, you really bonded with. I honestly don't... I don't carry Pokemon over to the new generation. I always start fresh. It's always just seemed like a pain in the butt to transfer them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm too lazy for that. I mean, they were in the anime and fairly prominent in the anime. And definitely, like, after I saw that, they were my favorite forever. But it's also just, like, I have a very... I'm normally into fire-type Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, that is my primary. 
Okay. I say this even though my favorite starter is actually Bulbasaur. Uh But there's a good reason for this. I originally were like, when you were picking your the three first starters, I could not in good conscience pick Charmander uh-huh. because I could not in good conscience make sure that his tail never got wet. Oh, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> and so I didn't want to be the reason why my Charmander died. <laughs> and that is why I could never. <laughs> yeah, you're like, let me just pick something where I wouldn't kill it. And then I picked a plant, which is ironic because I kill all my plants. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm typically, like growing up, I was always like, yeah, I'd be a fire type gym leader and, and all that. So can you guess what my favorite Pokemon is? It's not a fire type? Or is it, it, a fire it is type? a fire type. Is it Charizard? No. I have no idea what your favorite Pokemon is. I know you like, nope, I actually don't know. Growlithe? No. I don't know. What is your favorite Pokemon? Well, I had I had the stuffed animal of the Alolan version in my office. Oh, Vulpix! It is Vulpix. Yeah. I was thinking about it, and I was like, because I was like, because you, I know you have one, and I was gonna say, I know you have the, but then I was like, no, that's too obvious. I, I this wasn't supposed to be a trick question. I thought it was like one of those like, the, uh, see, that's what they say, kids. Always go with your first answer. Don't like try to put your don't erase your, your first answer. Yeah. Are you going to start hating me too because you think I copied you? No, like my sister's first? favorite Pokemon is Eevee, so no. <laughs> <laughs> that's At least so I funny. think that's still her favorite. It, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if she might have changed. It, she's definitely more of like a, she's a normal slash fairy type uh, mm-hmm. person and gym leader. So. Is, is Sylveon her favorite? Um, Evolution. Um, hmm. I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. It might be. I think it's up there. Aesthetically, I think the cutest one is probably Flareon or Vaporeon, mm-hmm. but I think the most strongest one is probably Umbreon or Glaceon. I think Umbreon's pretty popular. I mean, it depends. It depends on what you want and what you need and mm-hmm. what game you're playing. I mean, early days of Pokemon Go, Vaporeon was the most powerful Pokemon for a while that was fairly easily obtainable but then if you're looking for like a defensive tank then Umbreon is definitely your way to go mm. really depends I don't Vulpix. know Vulpix. Hmm. Vulpix. Think of Vulpix. <laughs> I don't know like I feel like Vulpix just like looking at a Vulpix it looks like a very tim- like you wouldn't know it's a fire type by looking at it just like a very timid very like soft-spoken but doughy eyes <laughs> but then it opens its mouth and it's like a powerhouse, which I feel like in a way is like very like similar to your personality because like I feel like you're a, not that you're mean like but you're very like compassionate and sweet and very kind, but you know you're very good at advocating for other people and also yourself like when it comes if someone messes with you then you know then you're then they mess with you and like it's not okay. Let's see. Let's look at Vulpix's stats or like stuff about Vulpix. Quadru. Oh, four legs. <laughs> why? Why didn't they just say it was on four legs? Okay. Vulpix is capable of manipulating fire to such precision as to create floating wisps of flame. Ooh, these wisps are sometimes mistaken for ghosts by humans. Ooh. 
But mm-hmm. Vulpix uses them to assist in catching pranks. How do you feel like you relate to Vulpix? I mean, generally, it was about the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Vulpix also being, like, fire type was really good. Vulpix's color scheme is my favorite color, which is red. I know I typically have, like, pink hair and stuff, which I haven't since the pandemic, but <laughs> favorite color red, like fire. I also liked Vulpix in the anime. I don't know if you remember, like, Brock's, Brock's Vulpix. Mm-hmm. Just, like, really cute, but also really sassy. Definitely knew what she wanted and was going to get it. Mm-hmm. I-, I liked your description of, like, cute, but takes no crap. I think that's also very, like, kind of, I think I kind of remember that, too, like, with Brock's. Because, like, the other Pokemon would kind of do stuff. And then, like, once in a while, Vulpix would be, like, Stop it. It's been a while since I watched the OG Pokemon series, but I do remember some of that. How did Brock obtain that Vulpix again? Someone gave it to him, right? Yeah, I think she was originally meant for, like, like beauty context. Yeah. Contest or something like that. Yeah, salon or something. Yeah, and he was... I think she was given to him as, like, a way to train to be good with Pokemon, because he was trying to become a Pokemon doctor. Mm-hmm. There is something about, like, maybe the Vulpix needing, like, a special diet or something. Oh, like, I think yeah. that was part of the show. Because mm-hmm. he knew how to make the food and stuff. That's yeah. Like, and he, like, made super healthy meals for the Pokemon. And, you know, that. all those jelly donuts were just Man, I remember always looking at that Pokemon food. I'm like, that looks disgusting. Like, they don't want to eat that. It was just like a brown pellet, like always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vulpix is a good one. So you must have been really excited when they made the Oloan Vulpix. I, I was really excited. <laughs> I was really happy with the Alolan. And the, I think the Alolan Vulpix just looks so gorgeous, too. Mm-hmm. I love the, like, I there's all this fan art with, like, both of them together. And they mm-hmm. it just... It, it melts mm-hmm. my heart, and I, I love it so much, mm-hmm. and I could eat that up all day. <laughs> I mean, I'm still more, I would more consider myself to be still a fire-type gym leader, mm-hmm. so I'd still do the fire-type, but I actually tried to make a competitive Ninetales, and, like, I failed utterly at it, and that's when I stopped trying to do anything oh. with the, anything related to playing competitively with Pokemon because I was just like this takes way too much work and if you have something that is just an utter failure like this like nah I I don't have time for this it's tough it's tough everything like this takes dedication it's it's like it's patience too yeah like hats off to anyone who is able to make not just one competitive team but I know people that make multiple competitive teams and it's just hats off to you (laughs) i didn't realize how close they were to a thousand pokemon they are currently at 890 yeah the next generation i guess they don't add like over 100 per generation right not anymore anyway yeah that's true i do think that the pokemon games could be better but i also know that like the people working on the games and everything are on a very tight time schedule and everything, it, Pokemon is such a huge franchise now that spans not 
only the games, not only the anime, but then you also have to take the card game into account. You have to take Pokemon Go into account. You have to take the plushies into account and just all of this has to like delicately dance together in creating a cohesive thing. It's it's massive. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't even imagine like how much work it must take to even like design one Pokemon. To think about its abilities, what it looks like, how it looks on what it looks like in a show, in a game, on paper, mm-hmm. in a plushy form, like you know, how that translated into all these different types of mediums. Oof. Yeah, every Pokemon has a plushie. It might be hard to find because not every Pokemon is super popular. But the one thing that I do love about Pokemon is that for every Pokemon, someone that is their favorite Pokemon. I actually, when I was working at a school, there was some kids that were super into Pokemon and I had to explain to one of my colleagues whose kid was being called Bidoof, why that was an insult. (laughs) And my colleague was like, well, he's actually pretty cute. He's like all fluffy and he has the teeth. And I was like, no, but he's like an HM slave and just everywhere. And he's really annoying. And she's like, well, I think he's adorable. So he's my favorite now. Oh. And I was like, oh, that, that's actually really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just, and it kind of solidified for me that like people might have the, the most random reasons, but there's always going to be a Pokemon for whom that is their favorite Pokemon. Absolutely. You're right, and that's kind of the nice thing. Damn, there's just so many. We could talk about this all day. I also thought it was really funny that people were, I don't know, I don't want to get political, but I thought it was really funny that people were com- uh, comparing gumshoes to President, President Trump. <laughs> I mean, they had they had the hair. Yeah, it like literally, like, <laughs> it was so spot on. Just so it's- spot on, even the stands. Oh my God, I was like, okay. <laughs> I love like when they take um, like characters or people and they show what their team in Pokemon would look like. Oh yes, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there really is like a psych. I really think there is like some type of psychology to it, and like even at the subconscious level, like a lot of the Pokemon's are based on a lot of our realities or or inspired by the things in our, our world. Yeah, like even you when you were giving the description of Bulpex and Mm -hmm. the the Wisp, that actually Mm -hmm. comes from like British, Scottish Mm -hmm. uh, folklore of the Will of the Wisp, which Mm. were little lights that in Brave you were supposed to follow and they would show you your fate. In the actual mythology, it you did not follow the Wisp because that led to your death. Oh gosh. And in real life, it that's because it was actually gases coming up from bogs, and if you followed the lights, you would fall into a bog and die. Oh god. <laughs> that's definitely uh, a lot more. Talking about our last uh, episode and how uh, Disney kind of portrays things in a, a more childish or a more nicer, kinder way. I think that was a lot nicer story than the, the true version. Yeah. 
<laughs> had had she uh, done done that instead, that probably would have been a much shorter movie. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a lot shorter of a movie. <laughs> I don't know. We could talk, like, I could go for days about Disney, so we could definitely do a part <laughs> two. But we're focusing on Pokemon now, yeah. which is also a topic well, I could go days for. I could probably, yeah, there's just too many. Like, okay, so you were saying your favorite, your favorite element, or like, um, mm -hmm. type, I guess. Type is fire. But is fire a favorite type in every game or just in Pokemon? Uh, like any game that has like multiple typing and stuff like, like that? Yeah, like elemental, like, thing yeah i mean i don't i typically lean towards the fire kind of stuff i mean it's not as prominent i think in most of the other games that i play but i definitely have always liked more of that that kind of element so i've always sought out if there's like multiple paths to choose the fire kind of element in the games are know. you is your is your astrological sign oh <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> mm. I mean, I also draw, I also am drawn to, I'm a Pisces, so I'm also a water sign. Mm -hmm. And like, water is, I have a water deck in um, Yu-Gi-Oh. I have a water deck in uh, Magic. Pokemon, my favorite, whatever is po in Pokemon is also water. However, none of my favorite Pokemon are water type except Mudkip. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like really drawn to the aesthetics of water, I think, but I don't know if it's because I'm a water sign. So I thought it was very interesting that you're a fire sign. So you mentioned that your favorite like type is water, but you don't have many Pokemon that are water types? Yeah, I thought about, cause like, you know, I was contemplating this, us talking about this and I was like, oh, what are my favorite Pokemon? So I was like, oh, thinking about, it. I know like water types are my favorite. Mm -hmm. so I was like thinking about them. Like, I like Slowpoke just because, like, <laughs> I relate a lot to Slowpoke. And, I, like, I like Mudkip. That's my favorite starter. And then I was like, that's basically, I mean, Vaporeon. That's it. Like, I don't have many, like, water-type Pokemon that are in, like, my top 10 or whatever, top 15. I, I was just like, I just like water types. But apparently I don't have water types in my <laughs> favorites. Are most of your favorites fire types? I mean, like... I typically utilize fire type starters and stuff like that. Yeah. And like Vulpix is my main favorite that I love forever. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's mostly based off aesthetics. Yeah. If it's fluffy, I probably like it. <laughs> Isn't that weird how you know it's fluffy even though it's like 2D? Yes. Like you already know what it's supposed to look like it's supposed to be fur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the 3D rendering on like games and stuff, oh. especially now in uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, you can kind of tell what's supposed to be fluffy. Oh man, I loved Wooloo. Wooloo was so cute. Which one's Wooloo? The one that's like a the sheep. It's just like oh. this ball. Yes. It's basically a fluffy volleyball with like these stubby little legs. <laughs> Did you see that they had like a $900 Wooloo that you could yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like no, okay, so I thought it was funny that you could buy it, but I thought it was like the idea of like that going to, someone putting that in a box and like leaving it on your front doorstep was even funnier. <laughs> oh my God, that thing is, oh my God, it's so funny. What was the other one? Was this Snorlax? 
I forgot, but there was like some meme that was going around like at the beginning of quarantine, and it was like a guy, his girlfriend, and like Marie. a very which one was it? Five foot Marie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me want it so bad, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but it's just why not? You know, like yeah, exactly. Oh my god. There's so much fan art of, like, Maurice and Lulu together, and it's really cute. That does sound cute. The way that people envision their favorite Pokemon and turn that into Mm. a costume is crazy. Because a lot of times it's not, like, it's not really, like, exact. I don't know what the word is. Um, There's people that do, like, the full, like, furry costumes. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that will just, like, wear the colors and, like, the ears. Uh, it's super creative yeah i've seen them like do like ridiculous like mashups obviously and like yeah. all types of stuff or like even like mashing not even fandoms but like two types of pokemon together or like all other i don't know like people do all types of stuff like with cosplay which is crazy honestly there's just so many ways that we can kind of figure out or analyze what your favorite pokemon is you know we can break it down by category we could break it down by you know, your childhood or type, um, aesthetic, generation, aesthetic, right? And like, there's that just t- tells you so much about like each person and like how different we are mm-hmm. um, and how many layers there are to each person. But I think each, like you said earlier, the nice thing about Pokemon is that each one is somebody's favorite. Um, but I'm really interested and I'm really excited to hear probably, we'll probably end up doing another episode of mm-hmm. centered on some type of Pokemon psychoanalysis and maybe we can even talk about what we think trainers like what some of the the more famous trainers from the show or either the games what their teams what that means about them or like how they play and what uh, they bring to the table that'd be interesting for us to kind of I love that Abby let's 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 this will be our new series, go. like mini series. Yeah. <laughs> we can have our own mini series within this of just talking about Pokemon trainers in the games and in the series and psychoanalyzing their Pokemon choices. I am insanely down for that <laughs> and excited for that. And that is a great idea for the future. And beautifully said, Abby, I definitely agree. It's what you pick says a lot about you. Thank you for listening to Therapy for Nerds. If you liked this episode, hit that like button, subscribe, comment, and check out the links to our social medias where you'll be sure to get all of the latest Therapy for Nerds information. And be kind to yourselves this week.